Thank you for joining us today. If you're new to The Rock, we would love to connect with you, and you can text Rock of KC to 816-307-1611 for a Connect card, and a member of our team will be in touch with you shortly. If you'd like to partner with us financially, you can give safely and securely through our app and on our website at rockofkc.com. Your generous giving through The Rock supports many ministries here locally and globally. We hope you enjoy this week's message. Hey, right time, people. Good, good, good. Some of you don't seem too excited about that. Uh, I'm going to tell you, if you're new to The Rock, you've never attended a hayride, this is, this is an amazing opportunity. It's an amazing time. We've had people from the community drop off their birthday party, kids. That's, that has literally happened. Just dropped them off and then came back and picked them up later uh, because it's a safe environment. It's a fun time, but it does take many hands if you could give us an hour of your time during, and you can enjoy the rest of it, that'd be great. Get signed up. Well, welcome to the building, church. All right. Okay. All right. You're all excited. It's good. All right. Well, listen, um, this is Run to Stop at Weekend. And for those of you that are maybe first timers or whatever, uh, God has put an assignment on us as a congregation of people to uh, run to the battle, uh, to rescue the perishing. And to not um, stick our head in the sand about the, the depravity of man that has created uh, one of the most lucrative businesses in the entire world. And that's trafficking uh, human beings for sexual pleasure. How many of you would agree that that should not be? That should not be. Amen. And so for the last 14 years, um, we have been raising awareness through Run to Stop It. Um, and raising finances to support ministries that are what we call boots on the ground, 24-7, engaged in uh, combating this uh, evil and saying, not here, not now, uh, not ever. We will not just sit back and say nothing and do nothing. That would be unconscionable. And so um, today we're going to be talking about that subject and we're going to bring it home right here to the streets of Kansas City through Relentless Pursuit Operation um, and Recovery. I got it right. No. What is it? It's RPOR, Outreach and Recovery. Okay, I was close. They're doing the work, and these ladies who are on the platform are all involved in, in actual boots on the ground, ministry on the streets, in many different ways, and you're going to hear from them this morning. Um, my encouragement to you is that um, we are, we've got an audacious goal this year, $400,000. That's what we're seeking to raise, $400,000. And um, I've thrown it out there. If 200 people would give 1,000 and 200 of you would give 500, no, no, 400 would give 500, then that would raise that amount of money. And so there, are, and so that's still the encouragement that every one of us was. In fact, one family, they said, well, we have four in our family. We've got some stuff out in the barn. Go start taking pictures and put it on Facebook. And in a weekend, they raised like $1,900. Come on, to God be the glory. Thank God for creativity. Thank God for people who said, all right, my heart, my responsibility, I'm a team player, I'm not going to be a holdout, Chris Jones. Anyway, moving right along, uh, 
Oh, did I say that? Oh, did I say that? Hey, don't be a holdout. Don't be a holdout on your team. This is, this is a, our assignment as a local body of Christ. No one else is championing this but us. It's our assignment. And we could say, oh, it would be great if we got other churches and other things. No, this is the assignment God's put on us. And so uh, don't be a holdout on your team. Get involved. Get involved. And, um, yeah, so here's your, it's all the information you need. We need people to work a water station. The information's there. If you want to don a T-shirt and go walk or run, a 5K, half marathon, um, full marathon, it makes a difference. Presence matters. Uh, a discount code's there. Everything you need to know, run to stop it, is on this little sheet of paper. And you can get signed up online or at the Welcome Center for the water station where we need help. Y'all ready to hear? Let's pray. Father God, give us hearts to hear and perceive. God, give us a heart to see that you're out there rescuing the perishing, that no child and no adult should ever be for sale, ever, for any cause, let alone sexual pleasure. And God, so help us as a body of believers not to grow weary. Help us, Lord, not to give up and not to give in. Help us continue to stand at the gate and contend for your kingdom to come and your will to be done and for lives to be saved. And we'll give you the glory and the praise in Jesus' name. And all of God's people said, amen. All right, I'm going to welcome my lovely wife, and she's going to kick this off. Okay. And I'm going to kick you off the platform. <laughs> Just kidding. Well, I get, I get the privilege of um, serving on a monthly basis at the drop-in center that uh, is there and possible because of the ministry of Relentless Pursuit. And I want you to know that it's the only drop-in center in the state of Missouri that uh, right here in our community, God wanted a drop-in center and we get to serve. And the girls come into the center and they're able to get a shower. They're able to get um, a clean change of clothes. They're able to get a meal. They get rest. I, I just watch them just kind of take a breath and exhale a little bit. And they get to feel at peace. They get to feel um, safe at, during that time that we're open. And many of them come in. They're so exhausted. They they had a horrendous night the night before. And many of them just sleep. And that's, but, it, but the beauty is, is that it's there and it's available. Um, I help with all the practical needs, but my main reason for being there, I, when, I, when I felt like the Holy Spirit tapped me to, to be a part of this and to serve, my, my goal is to bring dignity and honor to them. I want them to know that they have value and that they have worth. Because the truth is, every single one of us have been made in the image of God. We all bear his image. Whether we're living on the streets, we're homeless, we're addicted to drugs, we're prostituting ourselves, we bear God's image and we have value. And you know, one of the, thing, one of the services that we provide um, at the drop-in center as well is that we're able to help them get their driver's license, help them get their birth certificate. Because what, what their, their pimps do, the first thing they do is they steal their identity. They take those things away from them. And isn't that just like the enemy? The enemy steals. He, he doesn't want us to know 
who we are in God. He doesn't want us to know our identity. And so we get to help with that as well. And Pastor Phillips already said this, but Proverbs 24, 11, in the message version, it says this, rescue the perishing, don't hesitate to step in and help. And we're not, called all, we're not all called to do exactly the same thing, but we are called to serve. We are called to step in. We are called to, to be those who come alongside and help. And I believe God wants to rescue. He wants to restore. He wants to redeem. He wants to renew because that's what he's done in us. He's restored us. He's redeemed us. And he's, he's from the inside out, made us new. And you're going you're gonna to see and hear from two miracles on this platform today who have, who have been on the streets, who have seen, who have felt the love of God, who have seen his redemption. And now they're able to share their story and more and more people are watching them, hearing them, and, and believing that maybe it could happen to them. Maybe they could be rescued. Maybe they could be helped. And I just believe maybe, just maybe, that he will choose those of us who show up to be his hands and feet to express his love and his grace, to extend hospitality to them. That's, that's what I want to do, and that's what the, all those who serve at the drop-in center want to do. So why do we give? We give because we have a cause to bring Jesus to our world. That's our cause as followers of Jesus. We're called to be salt and light. The definition of cause is defined as a goal or principle served with dedication and zeal. This is a cause worth fighting for. There are children and adults who need us to stay in the battle. They're counting on us. And we're dedicated to do our part, to see this atrocity come to an end. Because what I do know is this breaks the heart of God. His heart is broken over his children being trafficked and abused and, and used as trash. And he wants us to be a part of the solution. I have a friend that I met probably 10 or 12 years ago in Greece, and she was actually my interpreter the first time that I went. And I think it was the topic I was sharing on. She felt safe to talk to me. And she shared with me her story. And she had been trafficked. But it wasn't by an outsider. It wasn't by a perpetrator. It was by her own mother and father. And it literally wrecked me when she was sharing things. Well, then a few years later, we were back in Greece, and she gave me her manuscript that she had written a book. And I got through a couple of chapters, and I remember being back in the back reading it and coming in here and just laying out. I, I thought I was going to be physically ill because of what she had experienced. And when I was with her just a week ago, she asked me, did you finish the book? And I said, I'm sorry, but I can't. I can't. I can't do it because it's beyond my uh, mind that adult people would do the things that they're doing to children and to adults. 
And I told her, I said, I put, when I read part of her story, I, I put my ch grandchildren's faces on, on this, and I can't, I can't handle that. And it is something that most people don't want to hear about, most people don't want to talk about, but here's the deal. It, it exists. It's real. And there are multitudes of people right now in the prison of this hideous existence. We cannot look away as if we don't know. And we are being asked to do our part. We are called to bring Jesus to the darkness. The battle is not over, church. And we've got to continue to stay in the fight. Good morning. Thank you, everyone, for coming out to join us. Um, and just to kind of piggyback off of what Pastor Susan was saying, this battle is just beginning because we are at war. We are at war with the enemy because every single day there are people that are being bought and sold right here in this city. So don't ever think it can't happen in my neighborhood. Don't ever think it can't happen in my family. The battle's real. This message is really important. So please be listening because somebody's life depends on it, truly. Like that's no joke. Somebody's life depends on it. And this right here is the biggest brothel in the world. And everybody in this room has it in their purse, their pocket. And guess what? Every single predator out there has access to you and your family 24 7. and so that's real and all it's it, it takes just one conversation with the wrong person russ tuttle's in this house all the time educating us on what that looks like please be listening to him right uh, i'm jen weaver with relentless pursuit i'm the chairman of the board of directors um, and i really just want to start with a thank you Thank you to this house for your generosity. And that comes in so many different forms. That comes in the form of your time, your resources, your talents, your treasures. Because guess what? RPOR is the fruit of all of that, of collectively coming together and, and RPOR is the fruit. Because I can stand up here and use all the time I have talking about all the ways that The Rock shows up shows up as the hands and feet of Christ and has walked with us from the very beginning, um, giving us help, wise words of counsel, encouragement, which, oh, you, more than you know, do we need that? Because, man, the one thing that people did not tell me when we started this is ministry work is hard. No one mentioned that part. Nobody mentioned how hard it would be to run a nonprofit, right? So I can't even begin to tell you how important the words of encouragement are and the wise counsel and all the things. But God, let me start there. But God, because the other thing that nobody told me about, the flip side of that was nobody told me what a beautiful story of restoration and redemption that he was going to start to write through RPOR and its people, which includes all of us in this room. 
and especially these two beautiful ladies over here, the amount of joy and love and light and hope that they bring into our drop-in center blows me away. And you know where that comes from? That comes from God. Because he literally has used everything that's ever happened to them and has brought it full circle for them to be able to serve the ladies that we do. Right? And so that's, that's us collectively at the house here. That's, that's what our dollars do. That's what our impact does. Just really quick, my story's a lot different from theirs. I work for an investment firm, have for 22 years national speaker for women in investing. I'm doing my thing, it's 2016, I'm busy, right? Traveling, doing everything. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, I get this burning desire to go to seminary school. That's God, because I was like, I'm way too busy for that, I don't have time for that, I, no, 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 no. So what do I do? To Pastor Kurt's point, I'm obedient, I end up going to seminary, not knowing why I'm going there, all the things. My financial advisor calls me one day and he's like, this, like, are you going to quit your day job to become a pastor or what, what's the deal here? What's the game plan? And I was like, no, I'm not going to quit my job to become a pastor. He's like, so what, what are you doing here? I'm like, I don't even know. I just know I'm supposed to be here. I am getting straight A's. I'm loving the work. I, I love going to Jesus school. I don't know why. He's like, he's like, well, he's like, this is a really expensive hobby you have going on here. And I was like, I'm just going to keep rocking with it until God tells me not to. So, so there was that. And come to find out, I take this class. It's called the Mission of Children at Risk. Had to pick a risk, a risk factor that affected children. I picked domestic minor sex trafficking here in Kansas City. So I have to go out do all the research about kids that are being bought and sold right here in our city. That wrecked me. It broke my heart, wrecked me, set us on this journey of where we are today. Lots of people have come alongside us. We started um, as a 501c3 in 2019. 2020, we ended up buying a block of property right at the gates of hell on Independence Avenue. We were told that we needed to open up this drop-in center, right? So it's October 16th, 2020 by now. The very first visitor that we ever got at that building was the crew from The Rock. So right there from the very beginning, you guys have been there. We didn't even close on the building yet. We were on our way to, to sign the paperwork. Here we go. We were on our way to sign the paperwork to close on the building, and you guys were already there doing the prayer walk, finding out what the ministry was going to look like, how you could come alongside us. So right from the beginning, right? So now we have a drop-in center that's open. Candace is going to talk a little bit about services that's provided there um, and the impact that it's having on the kingdom. The, the other piece of that is we own that whole block upstairs right now. It's under renovation to be the first 24-hour, 90-day emergency crisis shelter for survivors of sex trafficking in the state of Missouri. So right now, right now, if a law enforcement officer, whether it's 
the FBI, Homeland Security, Missouri Highway Patrol, KCPD, if they pick up a lady at two o'clock in the morning, they have nowhere in the state of Missouri to take her. That will be the first. And guess what? That's what your, your impact does. That's what showing up does. That's what your dollars do. That's why it matters. Because you're changing people's lives. And just really quick too. And the other part of that too is don't ever think that whatever little bit you have isn't going to matter. Don't ever think that $20 in your hand isn't going to do something. Because let me tell you, $20 will buy a lady an ID that she has not had for a very long time because her trafficker took it from her. And she hasn't been able to get housing, a job. All Your $20 can be a game changer for her. So don't ever think like, oh, all I have is $20. Your $20 is everything, right? Um, just to give you a little bit of impact since we've opened in 2020, um, looking at since we've opened, we, we opened December 18th to 2020, we've had over 13,000 visits to our drop-in center. So we're open Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday. Currently, we serve about 25 to 30 ladies every day that we're open that are being exploited and trafficked. Um, we have served over 13,000 meals, 7,500 showers have been taken, 3,600 outfits have been given, 749 caseworker visits, 632 medical checks. We partner with Care Beyond the Boulevard. They're in the building on Wednesdays. No ID, no insurance necessary. Um, OBGYN, general practitioner, nurses, they give out meds, rapid testing, anything the ladies need, they see doctors right in the building. Um, 86 secure hotel night stays. So if a lady gets picked up in a sting and can't get into a longer term shelter, we get her into a secure hotel. Uh, 27 rehab referrals and 12 apartments that have been furnished for ladies that have gotten out of the life, gotten sober. That is the kingdom impact that you are having. That is this house, because this isn't our ministry, it's the ministry of this house. So showing up matters, because it's changing lives. Good morning, church. Candace Spangler here, and I am the case manager and outreach coordinator for Relentless Pursuit. I've been with Relentless Pursuit since we opened up the drop-in center. I started out as a volunteer. Um, a little back history on me before I get into what I do at Relentless Pursuit. From the age of 14, I'm 42. I know I don't look it. But <laughs> I'm 42, and um, at the age of 14, until six years ago, I was bought and sold right here in Kansas City. I would have really benefited from a place like Relentless Pursuit back then. Maybe I wouldn't have had to suffer a few more years out there, right? <sighs> Michelle and I, my sister over here, we were... We were, we were on the streets together. We um, were out there doing all the things that consisted of survival. 
And what a story of redemption, right? That we're able to serve the women that we serve today. A lot of them we were on the streets with. And I'll let her talk more about that. So um, at Relentless Pursuit, um, again, I help with IDs and birth certificates. Um, I'm a certified CE assessor with the Greater Kansas City Coalition to End Homelessness. So I'm able to help the girls get housing vouchers and um, get some stability in their life. Um, rehab referrals. Um, when I first meet with the women, I like to just sit down and talk with them and get to know them and see where they're at in their life and what what their future looks like, like what do you want to be or what do you want to do, you know, because these are questions that they've not been asked. They, they don't get asked these questions. And it's probably been a very long time that somebody has actually sat down and just listened to them. And so I am super grateful to be able to sit and do that and do one-on-ones with these ladies. Um, and in the process of that, we figure out what they want to do. Um, and sometimes they don't they're not ready to get out. It's really hard to make a plan of exit when you're not self-identifying as being a victim, right? And so um, just educating sometimes on what that looks like. Um, I ask a few hard questions and the answers from them usually help them to realize that, yeah, this isn't right. Like, and they wanna start making steps towards doing something different for themselves. Um, I've been painting the fence with Relentless Pursuit since the beginning, and I just love it. I do. I know I was, um, so two years of exiting, um, I'd been going to 12-step meetings. I've got a sponsor. I've been working this office assistant job, and then I'd come home, grudgingly cook dinner for my family, um, and binge watch Netflix <laughs> every day for the last two years. And I was like, you know, I'm not gonna be able to sustain my sobriety and my life without having some kind of sustenance, right? And so a girlfriend of mine had, who had exited a few years before me um, was like, we need to do a survivor walk, girl. And I'm like, I, have, I live in Liberty, and so I haven't been south of the river in two years because it's safe up in Liberty. And, um, and I'm like, so what does that look like? <laughs> and she's like, well, we're going to have to do it on the avenue for sure. And um, man, like my heart's pounding. Like I haven't been down here in this area. Like I thought that part of my life was over. And, um, and so I drag my sponsor down there with me because I don't, do things crazy no more, just go. And um, man, we was walking on this part of the avenue that we called the top of Hooker Hill. And we had, um, we made these big O signs. And we was out here, we weren't just out here walking for ourselves, but we were out here walking for the women who have not made it out, for the women who are still in it, and for the women who have died out there, right? And so we're walking down the avenue and we've got these big O signs and we're shouting, we are not for sale. We are not for sale. And I knew in that moment, like that God was doing for me what I could not do for myself a hundred percent because I didn't ever think I'd step foot on the avenue again. I joke all the time and say I went from working the avenue to working on the avenue. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.
And so I know that for, for me, the, like just making myself available for, for God to do what he does, right? Because that's what he, like, I tell my say this all the time, that if God would have said, Candace, tell me what you want your life to look like. All the people, all the places, all the things, all the experiences, you tell me what your life, what you want it to look like. I would have sold myself short. Because I did not know that life could be like this. I did not. I didn't. I didn't. And so I met um, Relentless Pursuit at the walk. Two weeks after the walk, I get a call from Jennifer Weaver. I don't know how she got my number. <laughs> I'm still wondering about that. <laughs> um, but Jen's like, hey, we, we got this organization. We got a fundraiser. Um, I was drawn to your energy. Do you want to come help us with this fundraiser? And I'm like, well, let me, let me look you guys up and I'll, I'll get back to you because I don't, I don't just make commitments today, right? And um, I see on there it said North Conister, Liberty, Missouri. And I'm like, this is it, God. Oh, my God, I'm so excited. I can do this. Thank you. And, well, that's the P.O. box. <laughs> but, man, what a ride, right? Just because I've made myself, like, available, right? And being able to go down here and serve these women that we serve and showing up, I like to think that I just bring a little bit of hope, especially to the women who I was out there with, right? Just a little bit. And I'm doing it just by showing up because I'm not qualified. I got a GED at 16 and juvenile detention. <laughs> so, so during Run to Stop It this year, guys, I just ask that you find joy in your giving, whether it's with your time, talent, or treasure. Thank you. Good morning. That's my sister. A lot of people used to wonder how um, she's from Kansas and she talks like she's from Alabama. But it's okay. That's my sister. My name is Michelle Newton and uh, I am 53 years old and um, I am a certified peer specialist. For those of you who don't know, it's a person with lived experience that helps guide others with mental health, substance use disorder and things of the like. And I have been with Relentless Pursuit since early this year. I was on that walk that Candace was talking about, and it was, it was a game changer. We walked up and down Independence Avenue with our signs, and we had purses that were filled with hygiene items, and we left them sporadically on Independence Avenue because we know what it's like to not have a, a toothbrush, to not have a purse because someone stole it, okay? I've been in recovery and I've been a survivor for almost eight years now. And, it's, and it's, it's, it's nothing but the grace of God. It's nothing but the grace of God. I'll tell you, God was out there with us. I can tell you some instances where I actually felt the hand of God on me in the midst of my madness, in the midst of the chaos and the turmoil. God had his hand on us. I used to tell Candace, you know, if we were clean and sober, boy, we'd be a force to be reckoned with. <laughs> Look at God, right? 
And so um, the reason for my fight, obviously, is because I am a survivor, I am in recovery. But let me tell you something about this drop-in center that we have. Oh, I'm a, I'm a, I run this drop-in center. I'm considered the supervisor of the drop-in center. And it sounds really glamorous. It's not. <laughs> it is a gift from God, though. The ladies that we serve are ladies that I was in the life with. These ladies, they come through the door beat, tired, dirty. We come, they come through the door. It's a no-judgment zone. You come in here, I get you a hug. Oh, Miss Michelle, no, I'm dirty. I don't care. I'm you. Come on, give me some. Because we're the same person. They come in, they can get their shower, change of clothes. A hair tie, tangible things. It broke my heart to see someone so excited over a hair tie. And we can provide those things. I get emotional because if this ever becomes a job to me, I won't do it anymore. See, my way, my way never panned out. When I did things my way, I ended up with the three H's, I call it. Hungry, homeless, and possibly high. So I don't do that anymore. I do what God asked me to do. Because like I say, my way doesn't pan out, so I just do the next right thing. You know, I do the next right thing. And you know how you say, oh, something told me. Well, we can use God as a synonym for something, okay? Something told me. Well, God tells me to do something. I just do it. And it has benefited me and everyone's path that I cross. You know, I, uh, Candace and I call each other polar opposites because we, we, we grew up very differently, but, God, but we're still sisters. You know, I grew up in a upper middle class family, a father in the military. My, you know, I grew up with both of my parents, went to good schools and things like that, but addiction doesn't discriminate. It doesn't, it doesn't care who you are, where you come from, who your mom and them is, you know what I'm saying? It doesn't care, but what it will do is take you some places and show you some things. And what it has done in my life is taken me places and show me the thing that brought me closer to God so that I could share with the goodness that he has for all of us. Because we all have a plan. At Relentless Pursuit Outreach and Recovery, some people say, well, why should I, why should I contribute? Why should I help? Because it's, it's the right thing to do. A lot of people can't, can't handle what we do at the drop-in center, but I do encourage you to stop by sometime and see what we do. You know, it's, ga it's a game changer. It is. I really wish that an organization like this existed when we were out there, but it was in the making. God was putting us through school to teach us what we needed to know to help save these ladies, to help give them the confidence that they need. Like Candace said, they, don't, they never had anyone say, well, what do you want to be when you grow up? No one ever asked them that. So we try to give them the encouragement that they need. To It doesn't matter if you, I tell the young lady, it doesn't matter if you want to flip burgers at Burger King, honey, you flip them burgers. You flip a good burger too, you know. It doesn't have to be grand or grandiose. I had a young lady tell us that she was afraid to get her apartment because she'd lived in a tent for three years. I said, well, we'll put that tent in your living room, baby. You can crawl out of it and go use the bathroom, do whatever you need to do. And so we fold the tent up, you know, and that's what we're for. So your time, your money, your prayers, your prayers, 
That's what, that's what we need, and it, and it helps. It really does. Um, donations, we run, we run on donations. Hygiene items, underclothes, bras, panties, socks, shampoo, conditioner, hair ties, you know, sanitary napkins, and, and clothes, things like that. They make a big difference. They make a big difference. Oh, don't let me give them a set that match the panties and the bra over the big time then. <laughs> But it is, it's, it's, a, it's a wonderful, wonderful organization. And I encourage everyone to get on our website, check us out, see what we do. And if you have it in your heart, stop in. We're open Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. You're welcome to come in and visit us. We can give you a tour. Um, if you would like to sign up to bring a meal, we uh, ask that you sign up and, uh, to bring a meal to feed at least 40 people. And we, like I said, we have the average of 25, 35 women a day, but we like to have a lot of food so that maybe if they want to take a plate with them, that they can have something to eat later on that day. We, uh, let's see, what else do we need for donations? Snacks, because I like to make them a snack bag when they walk out the door and so that they can have something to eat on the go. And bottles of water. Um, yeah. <laughs> That's it. Whatever, but then, the, when people ask me, what, well, what should I bring or what should I donate? What would you like to have if you were in that situation? What are the comfort things in your life, even right now, that you think would be good for the next person that, that will help them feel good and better about themselves? Oh, makeup. They always, uh, uh, eyeliner. A girl hugged me so tight for eyeliner one day. I said, okay, I'll get some more eyeliner. But um, that's what I have. Um, go on our website, check us out, come visit us and support us. Thank you so much. And can we stand and give it up for these uh, women of God? Are you thankful for the Deborahs of the Bible, of the, <laughs> of the mighty women of God that are running to the battle? Praise God. I'm so thankful. Thank you. Each and every one of you, want to, you don't know about Michelle also, as I believe, if I got this right, you're a breast cancer survivor also. And that too. Yeah, so. <laughs> it's just a story that we never know what's on the other side of our obedience. Y'all realize that. When God asks you to obey, he doesn't always give you the full picture of what's happening. 14 years ago when this whole thing started, I didn't see any of this. I didn't see it. It didn't matter. It mattered that we obey God. And uh, thank you all because this is all of us. It's, it's the people of the rock who have responded. Now, there are some still that hear a message like this and still have not done anything. And I, that to me is like, I don't know. I literally cannot comprehend what stronghold, what excuse. And that's not to bring condemnation, but to say, my goodness, what is it going to take to move some of us to our obedience? And that's my prayer, that all of us would be involved, that we won't let, you know, traditionally 20% of the people do 80% of the giving. Traditionally, 20% of the people do 80% of the serving. And that's just not going to be the way here. Like, I'm not going to let anyone be comfortable with that. <laughs> like, you, you, will, you will, like, I, I want you to feel the conviction. Uh, and, but I don't want you to just feel it. I want you to act upon it. 
I got some of you right now are going to, I want you to believe God that I'm going to be one of those 500. I'm going to believe God. I'm going to believe God that I'm going to do something. I'm going to go home and sell something that's sitting around that's doing nothing and it's just taking up space. I'm going to make something happen financially. Others need to say, you know what? I'm going to drop in at the drop-in center. I'm going to go get exposed and let God touch my heart for this city and for those being exploited. Amen. So, yeah, let's just, I mean, every, every one of us will do our part. That's it. Every one of us will do our part. That's all God wants us to do is your part. He's not asking you for what's in your neighbor's hand. He's not asking you for what's in your neighbor's heart. He's asking you for your heart and what's in your hand. And will you put it in his hand and partner with him that we can, we can extend his kingdom in a practical, tangible way right here in our own city and around the world. Amen. Praise God. Can we give it up one more time, ladies? You guys, fantastic. Thank you. Um, yeah, are we going to go back into song? I don't know. Are we going to do a song? I, I'm, I've been out of town. I don't know what time zone I'm in right now. Uh, I, what are we doing? Are you going to, you closing it out? Okay. You're welcome. Oh, you want me to pray? And then you can, okay. Thank you. Seriously, I'm, I am not on drugs. I'm not high. I've not been taking any medication, but jet lag will, uh, some of you think I might need medication. <laughs> All right, let's pray. Father, 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 how we need you. How we need you, Father. We can't do this without you. We can't do it apart from you. Father, we need your strength. We need your heart. We need the perseverance of Christ. We need your love so that our love doesn't grow cold and our hearts don't become hardened. God, we need you. We commit this matter into your hands. We commit the raising of these funds into your hands. God, we commit RPOR and Exodus Cry and, and Stop Trafficking. God, we commit them all into your hands and pray that you'll continue to give strength to those who are on the front lines. Strength to their hearts, encouragement on a daily basis, God, that they will not throw in the towel, that they will stand their ground and they will get the right encouragement at the right time, Father, that they might stay in the battle, healthy and whole, with a clear heart and mind, and with your love burning in their hearts. We'll give you the glory and all the praise, Father, for apart from you we can do nothing, but with you all things are possible. In Jesus' name, and all of God's people said, amen and amen. Amen.